Happy New Year! Welcome to Future Forward Rolling Mikan Episode 3. Hey team, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! I'm good as well. Uh, a bit tiring, but it's good. It's a good tire to have. Yes, it's been a, it's been a long year, right? So, yeah. like, we're just entering the new year. Yeah. So, what was the highlight for you last year? What was the highlight for me last year? Hmm, very good question. I think last year, um, it was a great year that a lot of things happened. Um, at the same time, there's a lot of lessons that actually... Um, uh, transform that really transformed me uh, to face my own um, fear the things that I, I call it a comfort zone the things that I thought that I don't need to deal with it you know because holding a position like leader it is not a tight it's, it's not a title it's not a status right um, you have to do more than that and what I learned last year was holding this this leadership it's more than just knowing what you know. There's so much that I don't know. So last year really forced me to work on things that I always wanted to have a safe space or comfort zone. Um, but as the company grow, it also forces me to, you know, like do with a lot of things that it comes along with the package. So yeah, it was a great year. It was. I have no regrets, honestly, till today. Like, what about yours? Yeah, I think uh, for the company, it was a great year for, for growth and for uh, expansion, right? Mm -hmm. uh, personally, also for personal growth as well. Yeah. Like you mentioned, right? Like, uh, what we're seeing is a, a paradigm shift from yes. the company that we were in 2022 and the company that we are in, were in 2023. And now, um, New bigger companies have different problems and different things to learn, and uh, we have to build up different skill sets. So it's been it's been yeah. exciting, and um, yeah, the main lesson is that uh, nobody is pro at being a leader. I think it's like a Simon Sinek quote, right? But yeah. basically saying every leader is a, a student of leadership, right? Yeah. You kind of learn it as you go, and yeah. the needs change as the company grows. So it's uh, it's exciting. It's a good learning opportunity. It's really exciting to see. A lot more new members to our team mm -hmm. uh, so it's been a great year right so what would be that one tip normally people keep it at the back you know in the end of it we normally uh, want to keep it raw what would be the one tip uh, as the beginning of the year the tip that you want to share with our audiences out there is that um, is there something that you want to share based on what you learned last year to other people who, who are you know striving you know whether uh, leadership uh, they want to climb the leadership ladder or for their own career growth what would be that one tip that you want to share i think uh, take time early on to think about culture mm -hmm. right? that's something i think that uh, we learned here as we skill the team yeah right? this is about on this on a, if you're if you're a leader on a company right yes. yeah yeah okay yeah great right so because we're talking about let's say if you're scaling a business yeah. or something so um Honestly, consulting always had a culture, yeah. right? and when you're small, the culture gets infused from by um, just people joining the company and yeah. working with the founders. Mm -hmm. As you scale the company, mm -hmm. uh, suddenly 
you need to make more effort to actually think about okay, what is the culture in actual mm. words, not just in a feeling, and yeah. how can you communicate this to a bigger and bigger group, right? And that's something that we've been working on yeah. uh, in 2023. And building that structure. Yes, still working on a, it. Yeah, still working on it. There was so much that we have done last year, ladies and gentlemen, that um, we will do a, a special uh, conversation for this one uh, because we need to work on ourselves as well to improve and make sure that we still deliver the best quality of work to our clients. That is our dedication from us and our team. So we will keep that up. Till then, um, one day we'll be able to consolidate all the information. We will definitely share, you know, like what are the do's and don'ts that we learned. Uh, sure. Even in six years, guys, I can tell you that still there's a lot to learn. Like I, I promise you, it's fun, but it's also be tiring unless you're up for, you know, like the challenges. It's really depend on the individual, I would say. So, what is the number one thing that you're proud of that you achieved? <laughs> wow. Suddenly you can ask question. Mm. Hmm, I'm surprised. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay, what was cut. the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. it's okay. Yeah, reset, 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 reset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so what was the question? The question is what was the what is the number one thing that you're proud of in 2023? Hmm. I think I'm proud of myself, number one. I think uh, I've not over the years, uh, some people that knows my background, my story and all that, over the years, um, I always give more than what I give myself. And that has actually, the, the growth of the company has actually changed me. That I must fill my own cup first before I'm able to fill other people's cup. And that's so important because my team needs me. But if I am not strong, my foundation, my fundamental is not strong enough, I cannot feed my team. So it's self-care, right? So yeah, it's a lot of self-care that I'm mm. very proud of that I'm able to find a balance now. And um, I'm working towards it, uh, including like getting a healthy lifestyle, getting myself on track, you know, like physically, mentally, you know, stronger. Um, the uphill battle as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, it's real where, you know, a lot of people don't see it because uh, like my Instagram or, you know, on my social media, we always uh, it's hard to post to you when I'm struggling, you know, like my mental health, oh, you know, it's really hard. But when you overcome it, you know, things are really great, shining. So the part that is not good is really, it's not easy to showcase. But in this podcast, um, I'm proud to share with you that no, it's not always rise and shine. It's not always rainbow. There are many days that I have to overcome my own obstacles, a lot of, um, situation unexpected situation i need to deal with that um i fight against and overcome it be more calmer as a person and the second thing that i'm very proud of is my own team mm-hmm. that uh they're amazing um one thing i really proud that all of them you know support the company vision and mission and you know they are they are they are their belief is also about, you know, um, enabling our client to be, you know, uh, successfully in their digital transformation and they work tirelessly, you know, um, to make sure that the company and them deliver what we have set up, you know, as a foundation. So I'm really proud of my team and to all my team who are listening uh, in Orange Leaf Consulting, 
I want you to know that I'm very proud of you that you have stood uh, by us and uh, for us uh, through the pick and team until where we are today. Uh, we have double the size of the, the whole entire company team size. So thank you so much. Uh, I'm really proud of all of you without um, the effort and understanding uh, the, the, the company uh, would never be you know this far so yeah I'm grateful for that and very proud of that too nice yeah. so what about you <laughs> what about me yeah yeah what are you proud of like I'm... over the achievement over the years what do you think that you've done well last year there's always things to learn mm -hmm. right I think uh, one thing, if you talk about personal stuff, it's mostly about um, knowing how little you know and continuing to be uh, a student, right? Like trying to learn new things, uh, leadership things, um, how to scale a company, how to mm. make sure that you know people have a good working environment. Yeah. Uh, those are the things that um, that we really care about, and the things that I try to spend as much time on as possible and really uh, prioritize that mm. as we go to company. Mm. So maybe we can share with uh, with other people as well. Like you know, what is our resolution for next uh, this year? I'm already at 2025. <laughs> you? <laughs> I'm always ahead. Okay. So 2024. Let's let's focus 2024. Okay. Okay. So we're staying on this year. We're not going next year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This no, I'm so excited year. for my next. Okay. Come on. Let's come back. Be present. Okay. okay. <laughs> 2024. This year. Yes. Okay. So I think uh, the, the main thing is to really continue um, our expansion and expand that leadership position that we have, yeah. um, right? Uh, continue to double the team size um, again this year and also expand our bases in uh, Singapore and Japan further yeah. right, that we've opened last year. So yes. those are um, really important uh, things that we want to achieve. At the same time, maintaining that quality uh, and consultancy services that we have been providing and also uh, providing an awesome work environment to our people, to everybody who joins us mm -hmm. and continuing to push the bar for like what kind of uh, employee uh, benefits or welfare things that we can offer as well. Right, right. So what kind of approach do you think that uh, you can share uh, with others out there as well, like the approach that we, um, the company would use? in order to um, close the gap. Now, we all know that local space has grown a lot and there's a huge demand in the market about local, whether it's for SME or also for enterprise. So I want to hear from you, uh, being a tech expert here, um, what would be the orange leaf approach in order to close the gap and bridging this gap between the business and IT to scale even faster? Um, to make sure that we meet the market demand, right? We talk about a lot of client demand out there here. Like, what would Orange Leaf do or what kind of approach are we using? Okay, so our approach is always advisory based, mm -hmm. right? We, of course, we can help put the system in place. But yeah. I think one of the key things that we do for our customers that will help them also in 2024 is that we don't just build things for you. Yeah. We actually come in and look at your company, the thing, needs that your company has, the processes that you need, and look at the ROI for those, yeah. and the te technical feasibility, and then target very specifically the things that make the most sense. Right? It's not just about buying software or digitizing, it's also about really identifying the right processes and the right areas of the business to target. 
any plans that do you have any idea the plans where uh, what Orange would do in terms of elevating their brand presence in the market? A business to market, I think uh, I, I can I can uh, come up with an idea of how to address this question, right? Uh, which is I'm going to ask this question back to you. <laughs> I knew it. Because if you talk about brand presence, right? <laughs> uh, we only have uh, one specialist here, right? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. It was your question. Yes. Blame the producer. She's there. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we are we are good at keeping it raw and turning it around. So. What is, what so is you our... like drifting, huh? Yeah, of course. Oh, mm. okay. So. <laughs> okay. What is, our, right. what is our branding strategy? And mm, mm, the, the way that we actually want to, you know, get this information in front of people this year. <laughs> uh, producer, maybe next year you might want to change uh, interviewer. <laughs> I can apply for this position. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about serious note. Okay. So this year, 2024, um, what are the key areas that uh, Orange Leaf target would be, you know, like working to increase the supply in the market? Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that there is a huge gap and a demand, but there is um, not a lot of people understands that, you know, this demand in Europe is huge. But uh, there's lack of you know supply in the market. We talk about supply means the talents in the market, and uh, to close this gap, to make sure that we have a certain sustainable plan, um, to make sure that low code stays um, relevant. Can I say that like relevant? I mean, sure. I mean, top of mind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I think this is because me talking non-tech, uh, in a non-tech way, right? Sometimes I struggle a little bit. Like, okay, how does the tech think? But I don't want to you know, like uh, dismiss you know, the tech people because when we do this part, when we decided to do this podcast, it's not about selling, but sharing, right? So the thing is that to stay relevant and you know that I want the, Malay uh, the Malaysian talent to know what's happening globally. And it's important that we are able to build a good ecosystem in the market by increasing the talent in the market for the global market need. And this requires a, a lot of um, manpower and man hour in just making this happen. So uh, with the recent announcement that came out uh, last year um, by Chief Minister of Slangor about the um, budget that was parked, to increase more talented vets on um, the low code space. I think that was a great news. Uh, yeah. Fantastic news that we finally are able to push and address the need of paying attention to speed to market by using uh, advanced technology. So many industries has evolved over the years, but the software industries somehow, um, in my opinion, is still slow. For Malaysia, yes, a little bit. Yeah, so that's the one that I'm like, hey, why, why is it? Because I, I mean, we travel to Netherlands, um, many other countries. It's not just acknowledging the technology already; people are using the technology. Yes, it's, it's been around, and that caught me, you know, like wonder and want to make something out of it. And I think this has been a great uh, outcome mm -hmm. uh, on our. Our perseverance, our you know determination, keeping this for six years, you know, you yeah. and I. This one, it's both of us that 
when we first decided to set up this company here, we already know that it is not just a business pillar, but it's an education pillar that we want to make sure that people learn technology, whether uh, you are, you know, have the ability to continue your study wherever it is. And of course, you know, people who doesn't even have, you know, the ability to access yes. um, good education. Yes. This is the one thing, right? It's like uh, we don't just want this technology in the hands of uh, big corporations or university students, but actually the population at large, right? so as many yeah. people as possible, because yeah. this is so powerful. So many people can actually yeah. get into a new career path because this is going to create new opportunities yeah. uh, for Malaysia. Yeah, and a lot, uh, actually, uh, even our surrounding don't know that, you know, uh, Orange have been doing this on a pro bono basis yeah. for quite a while, actually, uh, because we believe in education and we both started with the right and the same and aligned mindset that, you know, the education pillar will come later, but it's very important pillar to focus as well. It is, and it wouldn't go have gotten off the ground without mm. your tireless um, efforts to actually make it happen because <laughs> there's only so many people who can actually connect on this level and get this kind of message out so I'm very proud of the achievement of the company and definitely couldn't have been done without you <laughs> passion Hashtag. yes yes very passionate. <laughs> um, so okay so we have covered a little bit about in terms of you know covering the talents in the market as well and you know like um, the uh, sustainable growth for orange leaf right so the last thing that i want to talk about is uh, most important is the um, how do we actually you know enhance the agility responding to the market changes and client demands by optimizing the business processes by increasing their efficiency so this question is very much about in this market uh, let's focus in malaysia per se right in malaysia we know there is um, a huge demand of uh, the need and urgency to transform or optimize their business processes uh, using advanced technology. Not everybody needs low code. Not everybody needs on enterprise low code. Some uh, conversation that I had um, with uh, people that I know of, there are people in the market that tells me also, um, I'm ready, my management is not ready. Mm. And some people are black. Management is ready. The team of people are not ready. Sure. Like, so how can we bring this together this year? It all starts with actually the education pillar, I think. Mm -hmm. right? Actually getting more people to understand how the technology works automatically translates into more people being excited about it, mm -hmm. right? Because it's actually a breakthrough uh, in technology. And I think one more important thing uh, about the low-code market is that it also enables you to pull a lot of new things together. So a lot of people are excited about, let's say, AI technology or like to look at OpenAI. Uh, but then how do you connect that to your systems or to your internal organization? Well, mm -hmm. you can actually use low-code technology for that, right? Mm. So on top of actually being very easy to build things, it's also very easy to plug in other things very fast, right, into your organization. That could be any kind of okay. uh, external services as well. Uh, maybe you want to share a little bit, a little bit, right, um, with the audiences out there. Like when you talk about, you know, like AI and ChatGPT, like you talk about, um, Lou could actually can integrate into such um, uh, technology. Do you want to share a little bit more, like how does it work? 
Yeah, sure. So um, all modern platforms have APIs. Mm -hmm. right? APIs are ways for two systems to what is API? each other. Yes. What is API? So APIs are a way for two systems to exchange information. Right? So for example, a local system could ask ChatGPT a question and ChatGPT could answer that question and the local system can then use that information that they got back from ChatGPT to, need to, to knock do the door? something else. Um, <laughs> there's no knocking, there's digital knocking involved, but uh, knock, no, knock, no, person, no person needs, uh, needs to knock, no, no, not required. Okay. Knock, right? knock, so, who's there? AI? Yes. AI who? <laughs> I thought it's a tech joke. Yeah. Open, open AI, open door question, right? Okay, <laughs> sure. Yes. Right. So, so we already have customers um, that use the technology, but in in the default way that most people know about it, it's okay. You go to a website and then yeah. you ask something and it will return, right? But mm. you can also do is actually automate that with low code because based on let's say incoming information or things that you have, mm -hmm. the system can then ask questions to the AI, and the AI will. Uh, return either instructions or yep. additional information that then the system can use to do other things. Right? Mm. And that's really uh, what we're looking at. It's not just uh, humans asking questions to AI. There's a lot more that we can do. So a good example is that um, we had a customer who wanted to um, uh, change some files. Right? So they yeah. have a lot of Excel files and they wanted to change them into another format. Yeah. You can actually do that with ChatGPT. Now you can, of course, um, do a prompt and start yep. typing it in, but you can also just ask the system to automatically do that, right? Mm. So like if there's new files, it will just automatically bring them to ChatGPT, change them around, and then the person can review and approve them. Like there, there's a lot of things that can actually be automated. It's not just asking and answering, yeah. but also making that part of your automation workflow. Right, right, right. So um, what happened, let's say, if uh, the company doesn't have like modern system, I know there are company who are still in a very you know legacy mode, uh, mode, and um, their system are still pretty um, not modern. Let's mm -hmm. say. So, if you have such an advanced technology, there are people I'm sure they want to keep up to it. But there are people and the organizations want to keep it because whether it's for attachment purpose, whether it's basically they don't feel secure being on cloud or maybe they just uh, don't know, don't know more or don't know much about, you know, um, the advanced technology, what the benefits like, right? So we have encountered um, along the journey, people who actually do keep a lot of legacy systems. Yes. Yet they want to be, let's say, in the advanced technology. So how do you open up when the, the door is not even there? We call the API. So the, the good thing is that you, you don't have to change your uh, legacy systems or replace mm -hmm. them right, mm -hmm. when you use low-code. You can also use low-code to connect to your legacy systems mm. and then connect that to new services like AI services or the cloud services as well. Right. So that's And there's, there's ways to make this happen. Um, but in the end, uh, any kind of legacy system we can connect to, even if it's not an API, sometimes it's files, sometimes it's databases, there's there's other ways to do this. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, quite a lot of customers that have a similar kind of um, situation where they have a legacy system they are not immediately planning to replace, yeah. but still want to extend to more uh, modern technologies as well at the same time. Mm, all right, okay. So what would be the first step, okay, before we conclude this uh, episode, what would be the first step, let's say, if somebody wants to um, talk to you, right, about a conversation like, okay, I have a situation, you know, I have a legacy system, but I have a huge demand 
um, you know, like um, my team, I can't, um, you know, hire more people. A lot of people are, you know, freezing their budget on hiring as well, yeah. right? Um, but the business process, the system must continue, you know. Um, what is the first step would you recommend um, our audiences out here uh, to take or to look at or to consider uh, before you consider any kind of system or any kind of platform? Right? Platform, it's not difficult to choose because there are a lot in the market, right? Uh, being a consultancy, you and I, uh, what matters to us is that making sure that any decision that is choose, we always must help the client to be able to scale. That's my uh, point of view. But what about yours? I don't understand the question. Because so, you had a question and then you went into another thing and then you say, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna this and then what about yours? Like hmm. in the end, what is it, what are you actually asking me? So okay, okay, okay. So the question is, what would be your tip? Like, what what would you tell the client if a client come and tells you right a situation, and they have a legacy system, but they want to also modernize because it's not easy to hire people these days, yeah. right? And then the operation continue, uh, the 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 show goes on. So um, they they're trying to break through into uh, innovation space. Yeah. yeah. What is the first step people need to consider? That very first step that uh, people need to think about first before setting up a budget, who they should go with in terms of technology partner, uh, technology platform, what would be the first step? The first step is really thinking about what are the processes in your organization that need change. Mm. Right Now, we all have shortage of manpower, right? it's very common. Yeah. Um, but the, the place where that manpower is actually short, the place where processes are taking long, these are very different for different companies. Yeah. Right? And it's very important to identify those. Now we can help with that, uh, but some of our clients already know when they come in, they say, oh, actually, you know, it's our uh, manufacturing process uh, yeah. where we want to optimize things. Or yeah. sometimes completely different, maybe HR, right? Like where are the specific areas in your business where you would like to see improvements? Right? And that's where we can then help to um, workshop together mm. as solutions that specifically fit that. Mm. Okay, all right, cool. So, um, yeah, I guess that's all uh, for this episode. Yes. Uh, we covered pretty much. I think get, I guess next episode we can cover a little bit more about you know off-the-shelf products versus uh, customization. Yeah, sure. I think it will be a good topic to talk about regardless, you know, uh, what orange leaf uh, carries i think it's a good conversation to have uh, because i think in this uh you know like uh in this space that is so overpowering and um distraction um there are a lot of people kind of confused what i should choose as a technology to use right maybe we can share a little bit more on the next episode yeah for what sure because yeah. it's absolutely not a one size fits yeah. all it's not yeah uh low code for every solution or ERP system for every solution, right? Yeah. There are very different approaches for yeah. very different situations. Agreed. So yeah, let's talk about that. I'm excited. All right. So guys, that's all for us, uh, from us. And uh, we look forward to see you in the next episode. And it's the beginning of the year. Tim and I would uh, wish you uh, a great year ahead, a great start and a happy new year again. Happy new year. Bye. Bye.